Society. Are you okay? Yeah. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. We got some real deep stuff we got to talk about, like apples versus society. Okay. Yeah, and you're 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 concerning. Okay. Listen, ambrosia. <laughs> hashtag ambrosia. And when was the last time you did some inner V talk? Oh my. When was the last time? <laughs> That's very personal information. <laughs> Uh, a little less personal. I need to know, are you a talker or a silencer? Hmm. Which one are you? Mm. Take a listen. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Are you a talker or a silencer? In a one-on-one situation with a stranger, are you a talker or a silencer? I don't know because I took an Uber to and from Lizzo the other night. Mm-hmm. We both did. You and I, Nira. Yeah, separately, though, because I was coming from South Surrey. Yeah, I tried mm. to take her home, but she said, no, whatever. No, no not to anyway, North Van. I respected your decision. Thank you. And we went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. But I talked the entire time there and the entire time back. Oh. <laughs> I did. I was feeling chatty. I don't know. I'd had a drink before I left the house. I was like, okay, let's go, Lizzo. <laughs> so I chatted it up. I was talking about who knows what there right. and back, blah, blah, blah. And the guy who drove me there said, I said, do, do most people talk to you when you're driving? And he goes, some people are silent. Oh. I'm like, really? The whole time? He's like, the whole time, like an hour in the car, they won't say anything to me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, interesting. Right. But I guess it depends on the kind of person you are and like the mood you're in. In like those one-on-one stranger situations, what do you do, Nira? Are you a talker? Are you a silencer? Interesting that you called it a talker and a silencer because when you called it a silencer, mm-hmm. I thought you were physically like silencing the other person. Oh, like shh. Yeah, like, oh, are you, no, no. are you, uh, so that's why I was like, are you a talker? Or are you a silencer? So I was wondering, like, are you silencing the other person? Oh. And are you talking? I think a silencer in that is a whole other Yes, yes, thing. yes. And now what you're saying is, are you, do you talk or are you silent in those situations? Yeah. I'm a combo. I kind of... S- yeah, kind of like feel the situation. So mm-hmm. I, as you mentioned, I also took an Uber to yeah. Lizzo on Monday night. And um, when I got into the car right away, I usually say, hi, how are you? How's the night? Okay. Kind of get a feel of their vibe, what okay. they're kind of into. Okay. And then I kind of get a couple of things done. Like on my phone, I had to make a few phone calls to some family members. And then I kind of gauge it again. I'm like, oh, so the weather, uh, oh, the weather or hey, like traffic. It's so light tonight of all the nights that I'm taking an Uber. So, right. And I feel out the sick. Okay. And then... So check in with them. I check in with them. <laughs> and then I realized he was then in the mood to talk. Okay. And then we had a good conversation halfway. Okay. On the way home, I tried the same thing. Dude was not in the mood to talk. Okay. So I knew. I was like, okay. Did a couple of my little check-ins. Right. And it was very like, okay, no follow-up questions, no follow-up comments. Mm. Then I knew he was tired. He just wanted to... He stressed out about driving in that snow. Right. Wanted to concentrate, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I let him be. And are those your rules for all the one-on-one stranger situations? Like if you get a massage or if you're getting like a bikini wax or like... Okay, no. If you're at like like getting a pedicure, like do you talk or are you like quiet? I think it depends again. Pedicure, okay. if they're like, you got to gauge what type of person they are too. Yeah. And they'll gauge you. 
I think mm. they're silent until you're prompting, usually. Yeah, didn't we read that thing where you can now, when you get a massage, you can, like, it's like a checkbox. It's yes. like, please talk to me or I want to be left alone. Massages? Just touch I me and go away. I don't like don't talking talk. during massages. That's not true. That is not <laughs> true. You're such a liar. <laughs> I've sat beside you when we had that foot massage. Okay, foot massage is different. You moaned and groaned the entire time. Like, oh, what is that? Oh. The guy's like, that is your uterus. And she's like, I knew it. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. When was the last time you did some inner V talk? Um... What does the V stand for? As in value talks. I didn't know where you were going. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Some inner value talks. When was the last time you did that? Remember how I told you about the full moon yesterday? Mm -hmm. Wasn't it beautiful? It was beautiful, but I felt wacky all day. Yeah, so it is wackier one of those. than normal. Um, it's the Beaver Moon. Uh, also, they called it the Red Moon because it was a lunar eclipse. And there always are lots of messages when it comes to the full moon. I told you tons of them yesterday, but there was one that we didn't really get to dive into. Okay, and I think we need to. Your inner value talks. This lunar eclipse. There's something that you're being encouraged to do. And don't forget that when a full moon happens, the effects are for a few days. You're still Mm -hmm. going to feel the effects today and tomorrow, technically, okay? okay? This full moon is really asking you to think about what no longer is serving your soul, okay? And the way to do that, the root of that, is to reflect on what no longer is adding value to your life or... Who may be taking value away from you? Oh, God. So not... We have these conversations. Should I leave? Should I go? Bye. You know, we do have those conversations Uh, of, does this add value? You know, we've we've heard that. Does it serve you? That's a big one. Is it serving you? Does this add value to me, to my life? But look at it from the other way as well. Is there something in your life that's taking value away from you? So you need to get rid of what's not adding value, but you also need to get rid of what's taking your value away. Now, can when it comes to like things that are taking your value away, mm-hmm. can it be like basic adulting or does that not count? Um, because I cleaned my blinds in my house yesterday. Not for me. Hated it. Took forever. No. No. Right. Ugh. It was like 85 Swiffer sheets. I was like, this is... I can't. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Is that something that's taking away the value or no? I think that is um, a thought about micro versus macro economics. Okay. And for the people who don't know what that means. <laughs> In terms of you leaving the blinds yep. the way they were, mm-hmm. what serves you more? Leaving them like that or did right. you have a greater sense of return knowing that now your blinds were clean? Yeah, I did. So think I, I liked when I was done. I was like, okay. So that's where you have to like decide on what brought, oh, okay. at the, in the end result, what brought you greater joy. Okay. So did it actually serve you? Did okay. it add value to your soul knowing that you did take that time to clean? And okay, fine. It, ta- it took 80 Swiffers. Thank mm-hmm. God you go to Costco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I what know, I mean? And I need more now. Exactly. So you have to look at it from that perspective. Okay, fine. But it's more about 
if you're really reflecting yeah. at a deeper level. Like, let's yeah. go a little bit deeper than you cleaning blinds at home. Okay. Let's go at a deeper level. Are you feeling like maybe you're the only one who is taking on the home responsibilities? Uh, is that where your frustration may be okay. coming from? Okay. Or do you feel that maybe you could use some help? Maybe is, you know? Yeah. Okay. Things like that. Okay. Because where did that frustration of cleaning the blinds come from? Yeah. Just generally anything adulting. Yeah, I mean, annoying. I could maybe recommend the next time you clean the blinds. Like, maybe let's take that time to listen to the new Taylor Swift album. While doing it. Apparently, that's supposed to be really good and really make us think about our values and what's adding and what's taking away. Ah. And some, like, apparently serving the soul. I like that you're like, let's take this deep. You need to listen to Taylor <laughs> Swift. Thank you, Nira. Holly and Nira. And now, Apparently, Rihanna has an explanation, okay? Why she hasn't revealed her son's name or photo yet. That's today's top biz story. Oh, no, no. What's the name? Oh, no, no. We know your name. We want his name. Yeah, show us the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the celebrities, they have their reasons why they keep these things hidden, right? They just want, you know, like they just want to be anonymous. They want their child not to have any of like the paparazzi. Sure. Well, Rihanna's explanation is interesting. She just did an interview and quote, she says, yeah, we didn't just actually get around to it yet, really. Um, we've just kind of just been living. Wow. And that's it. Does the child know its own name? <laughs> Does she have a name? Ah, uh, from what I know, she has a name. But she's like, now it's just like now it feels awkward and weird to yeah. be like, and this is my son's name. Yeah, you've made it a huge deal now, Rihanna. Right? It, it better be a cool name. Exactly. Lots of pressure here. And a story just came out about Selena Gomez, and it confirms what an amazing person she is. I'm so sick of that same something about Selgo, like Selena Gomez. There's just an energy about her that I've always kind of appreciated. I don't know what it is. She never ages as well. Yeah, she's she's so just everything yeah. about her. There's something she's like on a different playing field. There's I like her energy, okay? And then I found out this story about her, and I need you to first know before I tell you the story that Selena Gomez herself did not release this information. Okay. Okay. Selena Gomez purposely turned down a starring role for the Camp Rock movie. Mm. Okay, this is Disney's Camp Rock, yep. which was a giant success. Mm-hmm. That role went to Demi Lovato. Right. Selena Gomez purposely turned down Camp Rock because it was straight up handed to her. It was like, we want you. She had. She said no because she knew that the runner-up was her best friend at that time, Demi Lovato. Oh, and she cool. knew Demi needed a little bit more of a break than her at that time. Wow. So she gave up that role knowing it was going to go to her best friend. Okay, Nira, I want you to remember this next time because you get asked to do way more stuff than I do out there in the community, hosting this, that, for clients. I want you to remember me, okay? I need some light, honey. Shine the light over here. Oh, gosh. Okay. okay? Well, this is good. This okay. is good. I okay. like what you're doing here. Okay. So the guy who released this information uh, used to play, I guess, Lena Gomez's on-air Disney um, dad, like on one of her like, shows. Okay. Um, he said that uh, he knew this information from way back in the day, that that's what had happened. And she never said anything. She never told anybody. Like, it just kind of happened that because he would play her dad, like, he just found this information out. And he finally felt like releasing it because he just wanted people to know that she is just that person and she's always been that person. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Because her career was taking off a little bit more at that time mm-hmm. than Demi's and they both knew each other from Barney. Mm. And she just realized Barney. her friend needed a break. So she's yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to say no. 
And she helped launch Demi Lovato. Like, she became a household name with Camp Rock and Camp Rock 2. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Maybe she'll help Barney out now. He could use a kick. I think he Barney could use was a, fine. a resurgence. I think Barney was fine. And we'll see. Isn't that the purple dinosaur? Yeah. Everybody oh. knows about the purple dinosaur. I, I don't think, I think Barney's gone. No, I, don't, I haven't heard of Barney lately. <laughs> okay. I'll Google him. All right. And a story to tell you about Millie Bobby Brown and her boyfriend. You know her as Seven from, no, Eleven. Seven yep. <laughs> Eleven from you know, Stranger Things. You know her as Eleven. Sorry, getting all the numbers mixed up from it's all fine. the Stranger Things people. That's okay. the Demogorg at work, whatever it's called. <laughs> Demogorgon. Okay, so it? Millie Bobby Brown's boyfriend, I don't know if you know this, is Jake Bon Jovi. As in Bon Jovi's son. What? No, yes. I didn't know that. So they're dating, okay? Okay, that's so cool. And Jake Bon Jovi and Millie Bobby Brown, like as soon as they started dating, Jake Bon Jovi right away said to Millie Bobby Brown, um, I think you're in love with your co-star Noah Schnapp, okay? Noah Schnapp plays Will Byers. Mm. Love Will Byers, right? And she's like, yeah, um, we are. The two of us are absolutely, completely in love with each other. Like, you will not ever be able to break this bond of love that, okay. you know, Noah and I have. Millie Bobby Brown saying this. But it's in the most platonic way. And she's like, I have no other way to explain it, but you will never be able to get between us. But if you still want to be my boyfriend, he's like, yeah, I still want to be your boyfriend. <laughs> wow, what a statement. But she's like, we own it. They've known each other. you got to remember since they were 10 and 11 right. years old. They 11, were children. 11 years old trigger. Right? Yeah. They've known each other for so long right. that they just... They're, they have this yeah. bond and they know that they could have possibly been boyfriend, girlfriend, but it just never went that way. But they are absolutely in love with each other. Shared experience. So. And he's, Interesting. And he's cool with it. And he's like, I got to accept it if I want to be with Millie. I got to accept it. My girlfriend is in love with that guy. Yeah. Her co-star. But platonically. It, now, did she wink when she said platonically? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I'm Nira and that's the biz. You can always catch up on more biz stories on the iHeartRadio app. Holly and Nira. Shouldn't this be information you know about a friend after a year? Okay. One of our producers here, Darren. Good morning, Darren. Good morning. Oh, wait. I don't have your microphone on. Good morning. There he is. There he is. Hello. He is from Ireland, and he moved here to work with us last summer, Nira. No regrets, right? (laughs) No regrets. We got him now. (laughs) Can't go back. He can't leave. And Darren has worked here now for over a year. Mm -hmm. And we just found out Darren is a magician. Cannot believe I did not know that you are Job from Arrested Development. (laughs) This is mind-blowing information, yep. and I feel like a magician is a piece of information that, as a friend, you need to... We should have known this, Darren. We've known you for over a year, and you yeah. didn't tell us. Yeah. Or it should have come up in the interview. When we were interviewing you, all those Zoom interviews, you should have been done. By the way, uh, my side hustle, I'm a magician. I mean, yes. I wouldn't have got the job then. You'd be like, we don't <laughs> trust true. this guy. Not true, but Darren got us. We're at Lizzo the other night. We're in a suite. We're hosting all these winners for Lizzo. It's an amazing show. Nira and I, for whatever reason, we're trying on each other's wedding rings. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. We're doing a girl thing. I don't know. We're it's like, high okay, I don't know about high school. Okay, whatever. But anyways, we're like, yeah, we're playing with each other's wedding rings. And next thing you know, Mr. Darren comes along. Darren grabs my wedding ring and my wedding band out of Nira's hand and makes it appear in his other hand within five seconds. I was like... He's like, oh, hey. And he did the weird thing. You know the way magicians talk? He's like, oh, hey, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, oh, and now look at this. And I was like, ah! 
Seriously? Bingo, yes. bango. He bingo, bango. He David blamed us right in front of our eyes. Yeah. First of all, it was very good magic. Yep. Thank you. I haven't done that trick in years. Uh, risky. Oh, I don't know. It's true. There's no a, way. He's such a confident magician, though. He used my wedding rings. Yeah. Like, didn't even think twice. Just grabbed them, boom, made them go to his other hand. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. And the best was, because I was honestly in absolute shock. I had... I was, I'll be honest, on my seventh drink. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So I don't know if that was also part of the effect. And I was like losing it because I was like, how did you do that? And then Holly's like, do it again. He's like, no, a good magi- magician what? Yeah, rule number one of magic is a good magician. Never reveals his tricks. Or, or never repeats his tricks. And never repeats them because you're like, yeah. no, I'm not repeating that. I already got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, because you would know what to expect. So you'd be yeah. looking out for little things. Yes, yes. Okay, but Darren, this is not like a rookie magic trick. This is not like a pick a card from the deck. This was like legit. You moved an object yes. without touching your hands together. Okay. You moved it from one hand to the other in yeah. front of our faces. So yeah. like, how much magic training have you had? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not a wizard, but when I was... A child, let's say from the age of 7 to 13, I was like deep in magic, like buying books, sending off money like abroad for videotapes, recording VCRs of David Blaine in slow motion, like every frame by frame. Oh my God. And then I went to high school and I did a magic trick within the first week or two and I was known for a while as the boy who did magic and I was like, this is so uncool. <laughs> the boy who did magic. So you uncool, I, I lost it. I know, but you also have to remember Harry Potter, that's how he Dude. And he became like the ultimate wizard. Yep. Maybe that's what you are. Like, are you a sorcerer? Because if you are, like, that's pretty cool. But nobody was like, Harry Potter is hot. And there's this, <laughs> there's thing, there's a thing around magic. It's, it's kind of an odd thing. I saw David Blaine here in Vancouver. He would pick a girl out of the crowd. First of all, he only picked the hot ones. Very smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. He would be like, okay, um, you, come on up. Every girl's boyfriend that she was like with was like, oh, here we go. Because David, there's something about him. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would with David Blaine. And yeah. I, there's, there's that, Maybe that magic need, hands. Yeah, I feel so something, bad that that happened to you the first week of high school. It really kind of killed your like flow. Yes, big time. Maybe it closed your energy to your real calling. Um, Maybe, you know, you could have. If you really embraced it and really allowed yourself to take a hold of it, you could have been the next David Blaine. I could, but he's cool. And he's a lot cooler than me. I'm more like the nerdy old magician, like with the suit and the the rabbit out of the hat. And I don't want to be going around like that. Okay, question, because you're single and when you date, because now that this is out there, uh, does this come up? After a year and a half. Absolutely not. No way am I (laughs) ever revealing that. It's it's not hot. Yeah, I'm going to say, just hold it off. Don't bring it out on the first date. Wait a year. Wait a year and a half. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Monday night was a big night for us. It was a big Uber night for all of us on the show. Ride pulls up. We all Ubered it, had really great drivers, gave them great reviews, gave them good tips because we're all on our way to the Lizzo concert on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And then being responsible, we also took Ubers home. That's right. Don't drink and drive, guys. And uh, I want to bring up how apples versus society came up as our Uber conversations were revealed in the aftermath of the Lizzo concert. <laughs> the aftermath. Yes. Apples versus society. Yes. Hear it again. Apples versus society. Because Holly and I were sitting there talking about our conversations that we were having with our Uber drivers. We had really great experiences. Shout out Gurmeet. 
<laughs> there you go. I loved him. We were having great conversations. And uh, yeah, I was telling her about how my driver and I got into a really deep conversation about how much society has changed. <laughs> and <laughs> our expectations of customer service and kindness and how it's just not the same anymore. And where is everybody? Like, how is it that people can even afford to live? And there's all this like, oh, there, there's supply chain issues, but then no one's working. But every place that needs a job but all these people don't have jobs. We were having a really deep conversation about mm. the economics of the Canadian workforce. Wow. All right? Oh, wow. And Holly's like, yeah, we talked about apples. We did. Wow. Gurmeet, shout out. <laughs> we were on the same level, man. Yeah, tell us about your apples conversation. We just started talking about, okay, I'll be honest. It did start with how expensive things were. Okay. Because right now that's like, how's it going? Isn't everything expensive? That's like, oh, we can talk about it. It's cold. Things are expensive. Like, we're really yeah. quite boring right now. It is the new weather, I would have to say. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Inflation yes. is the new weather. Inflation is the new weather. Good, Nira. And so anyway, then I was like, yeah, I bought six apples today for like seven bucks. <laughs> and then that was it. We were going. We went off the entire drive home talking about what kind of apples are good. He's like, I'm envy, man. I'm envy all the way. I'm like, you're a fool. It's ambrosia or bust. No, and it's like, gala, baby. No, that's and Granny Smith. No, ew. Yeah. Green apples. Did you just say ew? Green apples. You never say ew to never. someone's food, no. ever. Disgusting. I teach that to my children. Disgusting. You never say ew to anyone's no. food because people put that in their mouth. Green apples are for, I don't know who. What's wrong with you? Granny Smith apples? Horrifying. They taste amazing with brie. What's wrong with you? No. Huh? No. Red apples only. Oh. And Ambrosia or Bust. Did you know that Ambrosia are from BC? Like, created, like, started right here in the beautiful Okanagan in British okay. Columbia. Now, look, you got me. You got me talking about apples. And? How did you do it? How right? dare you say that about Granny Smith? You know that came from a grandma, right? Smith. <laughs> I know. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. The Giselle Bunchen way to look 10 years younger. And there's no needles, Nira. Oh, how are you going to feel about that? <laughs> Again, if I could look mad, damn it, I would. No needles, no surgery. The Giselle Bunchen way to look 10 years younger is to dump your man. Oh. Bye. Hard. Giselle Bunchen just finalized these divorce papers two weeks ago. And her friends are like, you don't even understand. In the last two weeks, she has come back to life. She looks youthful. She looks happy. She looks um, like plump, rested, mm-hmm. amazing. Like the color has come back to her cheeks. Yes. The glow is back. Yes. And she has a pep in her step. All because she said, bye-bye, Tom Brady. See you later. <sighs> Can I be honest for a moment? Okay. I recently... Last year, just found out about a couple of girlfriends that also were in the same kind of situation, okay? And I realized last few years, I'm like, they're not like themselves. Something just, you know? All of a sudden, it gets announced. They do their due diligence, let the friends know. Obviously, a relationship ends in their own time, and they mm-hmm. then by the time they tell people. Yeah. But uh, these friends of mine are totally different women. Really? Uh, yeah. Better or worse? Better. Mm. So much happier. Yep. Lighter? Lighter. Yeah, lighter. They're lighter. Yeah. They're lighter. It's just... It's the stress, dude. Yeah, right? The stress and... No what I'm, sleeping. One of my girlfriends said, like, you don't realize how much stress you take on when you're not in a happy relationship. Oh, yeah. And to have to 
go to bed with that every night and to wake up with that every night Mm -hmm. versus then finally just knowing that it's done and it's over. The questions have ended now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's affirmation. You know, it's done. So your your brain knows to move on in a different direction. Totally. And you're not carrying that on your shoulders anymore. Especially if you are in a relationship and have been pretending that it's okay, pretending that you can make it work, pretending that you still think there's a chance to make it work. It is exhausting. Yeah, the pretense. Oh, my oh. God, it's so tiring. You're right. The pretense. Yes. Because there's a lot of people who would uh, don't admit that things are hard. Yeah. Whereas I, I do. I'm like, dude, marriage mm-hmm. is one of the hardest things you will ever do in your life. Yeah, okay, but imagine that feeling, but knowing that it's over. Yeah, but, but also pretending that that's not the case. Yes, it, that's what I'm not, saying. Like, imagine not admitting that marriage takes work. Imagine just acting like, no, it's easy. And no, everything's amazing. Everything's Mm -hmm. perfect because it can't be. But pretending that it is all the Mm -hmm. time. But on top of that, it could be lots of toxic stuff going on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, may I use you also as an example? Sure. You also got divorced. (laughs) Yes, I did. I'm not laughing, but I'm nervous. It's okay. Don't be nervous. <laughs> right? Because I'm bringing it up to you. Okay. Um, where were you at that end? Were you in a bad place? Where Was it defeating? How did you feel physically, mentally? Yeah, I felt exhausted. See? I felt exhausted. I used to say that to my counselor. I'm like, I'm just like so tired. And she's like, because pretending is exhausting. Pretending yeah. that it's going to work. Pretending that you think there's a chance. It's really tiring. Okay, so imagine being exhausted. How are you going to look? How are you going to act? How are you going to feel? Mm -hmm. If you're constantly exhausted from Mm -hmm. the pretense for you. Totally. And then when it was done and it was finally like signed papers, Mm -hmm. everything was done. Mm -hmm. What happened then? I came to life. (laughs) I came alive! Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Is this a thing to do before you go on a date? Like, is this a new age thing? Called the budget, the budget pre-talk. <laughs> there we go. Okay, the budget pre-talk. Okay, the budget pre-talk. Because uh, new research has been done, and they found out that over fifty percent of people who are single are going on budget-friendly dates because of inflation, the poor economy, the interest rates. It is just too expensive right now. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. People still need to go on dates. Duh. You still need to go out on dates. And I'm not single anymore. Holly, you're not single anymore. But we do have producer Darren who's single. Yeah. (laughs) Darren. We constantly bring it up to me as well. Uh Hey, Darren's single. I'm so curious. Is doing a budget pre-talk a thing before going on a date? In some ways, yeah. I definitely have friends who have now consciously made the decision that first date, it's just going to be a coffee and a walk. It's not going to be drinks. It's not going to be dinner. Oh, Um, But yeah, like in some way, I I would kind of budget by saying, well, never dinner on a first date. And Mm -hmm. I try and kind of put this into the mind of the person I'm going on a date with by saying something like, I'm just making dinner. I'm running a bit late. So they know that it's just drinks. Mm. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Good one. Okay. Because it's happened in the past where I've gone for drinks, like go to a bar, and they're like, I'm hungry, let's get some food. Okay, and that's not what you're expecting. No, I mean, that's I not what you can afford. I haven't budgeted for that. Right. right. Okay, so the last date you went on, Darren, what did you guys do? What was, like, drinks? Was yeah, some it? drinks okay. and chicken wings. Okay, and what did that cost you? Oh, like uh, 130, 140 bucks. 140 bucks would tip, yeah. <sighs> And that was a first date? 
That was the first date. Oh. <laughs> First of all, what a gentleman. He he refused to let her pay. Okay, yeah, that's but cute. I, I, that's cute and everything, but honestly, I, is that a thing right now? Like, did the dude still always have to pay for it all? I think it's less, less and less common, but I think still most of the time dudes do. And I personally kind of just feel like, I feel bad. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll get it, whatever. I don't like the awkwardness of, hey, get, can we get two bills? And I'll, yeah, I don't like that awkwardness. Yeah. At the right. end. And it's it's not like, I think there's something nice about uh, the confidence of a dude paying for a bill. Right. Mm. Okay. So expensive. So when you, Darren, like if you meet a girl on one of your many, many, many apps that you're on, uh-huh. um, do <laughs> you apps, like, yeah. are you like, yeah, she's okay, we'll go for coffee, and then if you're really into somebody, you're like, let's go for drinks? Like, do you, because it's so expensive to do things, like, do you change that up based uh, on who you're going on a date with? Generally, my go-to is, is just drinks. Okay. Yeah. Um, you are Irish. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, but, mm-hmm. yeah. but like, no, I, and even if it's someone who's like, like really, really, really hot, and I really want to impress them. I still won't do dinner. Mm. Oh wow! See, times have so changed because yeah. of the dating app thing. Like back in the high time when I like you know there we go. To, <laughs> well, well, like but before I got in a relationship, you would you'd kind of meet people and get a vibe. Yeah. Before you even going, so you kind of already had a vibe going before you want to go for dinner or something. Or right, right. you know when I used to work in the mall, like dudes would come in. Uh, I know you only need so many pairs of jeans, okay? Mm-hmm. But if they keep coming yeah. in to get more pairs of jeans, you know they're coming to talk to you. So I feel like those were kind of like first date type situations. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. feelers. Feelers, yeah. for sure. By the time they're like, hey, by the way, what time are you off? Do you want to meet in the mall for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> but Nira, they're still doing feelers now. It's just you message each other. You DM each other. You send each other pictures and stuff, right? Yeah. But I know what you're saying. Like, it is so much easier if you meet someone because you know straight away. Well, you know if there's some yeah. bit of a connection and then you don't mind investing a little yeah. bit more money Agreed. in the date. But with a Tinder date, yeah. you really don't know much until you show up Agreed. on the day. Yeah. yeah, and to spend money on someone you don't know, like I barely spend money on people I do know. Oh, we know. No, no we you feel do, it. You don't, don't of even course. take us for coffee oh my gosh. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you talking Holly and Nira. You're waking up with Holly and Nira. Virgin. We've always been told the rule is half. Half is the rule, but it turns out half is not true. And I'm talking about the golden breakup rule that it takes half as long as you were together for you to get over the breakup. You've heard that rule. Yeah, so say if you were together for two years, Mm -hmm. to really get over the person properly, it should approximately take you a year. Apparently, that's not true. A new study has found that it takes actually about three and a half months to heal from a relationship, no matter what the situation was, except for divorce. They Mm. say the average person, it takes about a year and a half to heal from getting a divorce, but any other breakup, no matter the circumstance, they say after three and a half months, you're on your way. You're good to go. But not for a divorce, you mean? Not for a divorce. Divorce is the exception to this rule. Every other kind of breakup. Why is divorce the exception? I don't know. They just say it's, it's, it, divorce is actually like, I think it's the second or third most traumatic thing a uh, human can go through. Oh. It's like moving, death of a family member, like loss of a family member, right. um, immediate family member, moving and divorce are oh. like in the top three. Interesting. Maybe it's because a lot of paperwork too. Oh God. Right? Maybe that's why. All right. Or okay. maybe the stigma from people. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm wondering. I'm curious. Three and a half months. Hmm. They say to heal from a breakup, not a divorce. Heal from a breakup. It's an interesting word because they don't say over. They don't say you're over it. 
They mm. say you've healed. Maybe that's what you really got to focus on. The healing aspect as opposed to getting over it. Yeah. Because I know people who've been together for years. They never got married. Yeah. They became common law. Had children together. And they broke up. I wouldn't say three and a half months would have been enough for them to heal. I think children... I mean, they say no matter what your breakup situation is, children have got to change. That I mean... Changes it all. Yeah, it's like that other rule of like, how can I miss you if you don't go away? But if mm-hmm. you have kids with somebody, they never really go away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They're always around. They're always around. Reminding you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, three and a half months. Yeah. Um, I haven't broken up with anybody in a really long time. Knock on wood. You've been married the longest on this mm-hmm. show. And I haven't been broken up with for a very long time. Oh, Again, Lord, here we go. Now, I'm trying to think how long it would take to heal. Yeah. I honestly, I, I can't, I don't think putting a time on these things is the right answer in general. I mm-hmm. never like the equation idea. Yeah. I never like, I don't even like this idea because then I think when you're putting that kind of timeline on someone, mm-hmm. Then what if they don't fit within that timeline? Or what if it's way faster and you're like, oh, am I a terrible human? It's been two weeks. I'm over him and under that guy. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And don't a lot of people actually break up in a relationship before they break up? Like they've already started distancing themselves. Mm-hmm. All that stuff already starts kind of happening within yeah. the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Before the actual breakup happens. Yeah. So how can you, do you add that to your timeline? That's great. No, mm. it's a good point, Nira. We shouldn't put a timeline on it. But is it maybe the um, the reason the timeline is coming up is because maybe people were feeling bad that they were healing too fast, maybe or too slow. Okay, I mean, there's a lot here to unpack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But after three and a half months, you should feel some sort of healing. Okay, I like the word healing. Okay, how okay. long did it take you to heal from your breakup that you had from my divorce? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like not, not long. Was it faster? It depends. No, because I was in the situation where I was like, we weren't happy for a really long time before we actually were like, now we're done. Yeah. So as soon as I was like done, done. Yeah. Yeah. I was out. Yeah. I didn't take you. You, were, you started doing the process within, yeah. within the marriage. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So that's different. But like, I don't know. Okay. All I'm going to say is I don't believe in the timeline. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Holly and Mira.